Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Let's go ahead and bring in uh, Alex Marvez, find out what's shaking the world of the NFL. I want to start with this. We opened the show with this. Ray Lewis weighing in on Odell Beckham Jr. What am I missing off the field that is so bad that Odell Beckham Jr. is doing, Alex Marvez? Are there rumors that he has like major uh, issues off the field that I have missed so far that have not gone public. I understand the dispute about whether or not he's worth $20 million. That's a legitimate decision that I think lots of teams can agree or disagree with. I wouldn't pay any wide receiver $20 million a year. That's just me. But in terms of his behavior, uh, we just heard Floyd Mayweather and his crew getting shot at. The worst thing I've heard about Odell Beckham Jr., is that he picked up a French Instagram model and she may have used drugs in his bed. I mean, what's... And by the way, I don't think that's that uncommon if you're a single guy running around like Odell Beckham Jr. is uh, in New York and L.A. What are we actually... What am I missing here? Well, I mean, first, I figured we'd get talking about Ray Lewis when you start talking about switchblades and Odell Beckham. And yeah, It's no an kidding. easy segue at that but, point. But I mean, by, and by the way, for people who weren't listening, when the Justin Timberlake thing came back, like Ray Lewis is like, oh, he's hanging out with Justin Timberlake, he's hanging out with Bieber. I understand, like, maybe if you're upset about the Hollywood connection of those being his friends, but it ain't exactly like when Bieber rolls into the club, you're thinking, uh-oh, there's going to be some major brawls going down here tonight. I mean, these are not the hardest of the hardcore to be hanging out, hanging out with off the field. I mean, what am I missing? Well, that's the thing that we don't know. You know, sometimes players get word of things about what guys are doing behind the scenes, how they're living their lives. Maybe it's even someone that's part of that crew that, that Odell Beckham Jr. hangs out with that's talking to some of these guys. You know, there's also a thought that, hey, maybe he spurned them. Maybe he's an adult and he doesn't want to live his life being, being lectured to by Chris Carter or Ray Lewis about, oh, well, we did this in my day and I made these mistakes and don't make the same mistakes. He may not be into all that. You know, I, I mean, that's the thing about it. Look, is, is there a possibility, I believe, a civil suit 
going on with Odell Beckham Jr. about an incident in a nightclub where he may get hit with that. That's one thing. I know you're very familiar with the French Instagram models. I know that that was a part of your life. <laughs> that's my, that you that's want to my wheelhouse. Behind. Yeah, but, but you, know, you know, there's also some questions. Listen, if you're talking about, you know, potential drug use, you know, by anybody, even if it's casual, even if Odell Beckham Jr. isn't doing anything hardcore but gets placed in an NFL drug testing program and has to miss time, well, that's not good news for him either. But this, as much as anything, may just be him spurning them. Maybe, you know, these guys, a lot of ego involved. Everyone wants to say, well, I'm involved with this guy, and I help him out, and I spoke to him, you know, especially when you're in the media and you can name drop like that with them. It just seems like he's blocked him out of his life. He's going to do things the Odell Beckham Jr. way. Now, part of the problem is that the Odell Beckham Jr. way is that it's good and it's bad. You know, when the guy plays, he's absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> but the off-field stuff, in terms of the way the angling for the contract, you know, just reliability, responsibility, those types of things, hasn't always been there for Odell Beckham Jr. Big step for him, though, showing up at the Giants offseason workout program. That, to me, says a little bit of something that maybe, just maybe, the fact that his name was brought up temporarily in trade talks and the fact that nobody swung a deal for him before this offseason workout program began made me think that someone got to him or he even just realized, hey, it's in my best interest. Show up, do what the Giants want me to do, and if I do just that, then all that money, that giant contract that they're looking at paying me is going to be in the offing. Is any wide receiver in the NFL worth twenty million a year? You know, this is the thing, though, Club. We've got to re- we've got to change our stance on money, and, and I really mean that because when it says twenty million a year, okay, and Donick and Sue got paid twenty million dollars a year over a three-year period, right, to play defensive tackle for the Dolphins. I can't tell you that he was worth it, but when we're talking a salary cap here, what of about one hundred eighty million dollars, and when it's going to continue to increase, depending upon how you're handling your quarterback position, it is feasible. Look, Odell Beckham Jr. If anyone is. To me, he's different than Antonio Brown, and that Antonio Brown is a tremendous route runner, but is he going to really kill you on deep plays? Is he going to be able to take the football and on a consistent basis be able to take it 80 yards, 70 yards, 90 yards for a touchdown just by, by you know, on that quick inside slant? That's the thing that Odell Beckham Jr. provides that I don't really think beside Tyreek Hill that anyone else in the NFL can truly provide. So, I mean, is he worth it? Depends upon how your team is structured. If the Giants want to go poor at other positions and they're smart at replacing different spots as the years go by, you know, for example, we know what Bill Polian did all those years to keep the triplets together, right? You had inexpensive guards, you had inexpensive outside linebackers, and guys would come in, play for four years, and they'd be gone. And you just spent your money elsewhere. I can tell you this, for, for the New York Giants, Odell Beckham Jr. may be worth all that, but Odell Beckham Jr. has to prove he's going to stay on the field. He has to prove he can be reliable. He has to do all the things, in my opinion, that a teammate does. With that contract, as Stan Lee would say from Marvel Comics, with great power comes great responsibility. He's got to channel his inner Peter Parker, those Odell Beckham Jr., to really earn that cash. Man, I have been watching Spider-Man over and over. My three-year-old is obsessed with the new Spider-Man. Uh, I hadn't even seen it with the the new, like, in the high school Spider-Man. It's pretty good. Uh, the Michael Keaton as the bad guy. I've watched Spider-Man over and over and over the past couple of weeks. So uh, I can't even escape it with you. All right. Um, we uh, are about two weeks out. 16 days, I think, is the math exactly, until the uh, NFL draft is here. When you look right now at the NFL draft, who are the Browns? Start here. Who are the Browns going to take? Looking at Sam Darnold, in all likelihood, I'll put them. I'll put them at one. I'll put Bradley Chubb to the Giants at two. I talked to Chubb last night, and really, you know, look, he, he said it that look, you know, I saw the Giants make that trade, right? 
And, and, you know, when they sent JPP to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, it was a pretty resounding statement that, hey, we're, you know, this is, seems to be the right guy for them at two. And then at three, I, I think the Jets take Josh Allen. Maybe it is Josh Rosen, one of the two. A lot of Baker Mayfield talk right now. But it's going to be one of those three quarterbacks. And then things get a little bit squirrely when you're Cleveland at four. You just paid Carlos Hyde in free agency a bunch of money, $5 million guaranteed as part of a, a three million as part of a three-year contract. So, you know, it might even be a little bit more than that. But the point is that they made a financial commitment to him. Do you then go with Saquon Barkley, a player who ideally never leaves the field? He's your Ezekiel Elliott. So they've got to decide whether that Carlos Hyde signing was then a mistake and you're able to write it off, or you just say, hey, you know, I can't pass on Barkley. Or if you're the Browns, do you trade out? Listen, we know how desperate the Buffalo Bills are here, right? And now do the Bills have to look at, hey, you know what? Is Lamar Jackson a viable option for us? If we can't jump up and get the quarterback that we want, one of the big four, well, then who's number five? Right, we, the Denver Broncos. You know, a lot of thought that all this talk about a quarterback is a smokescreen that they're really not sold on any of the top guys. They'll end up going with Case Keenum and see how far that'll take him, and just try to build a great team around him. You know, a la what happened with Peyton Manning at the end of his career. But Cleveland at four and Denver at five are really, really in weird spots right now because those are the ones to me that that truly are, are the picks that could be moved and where we just don't have any real certainty right now. So you feel like though at two that the Giants are not going to take a quarterback. I don't believe they are. I think at this point, they're, you know, I think with the, the JPP trade to me indicated that they'll probably go with a defensive player. And listen, they're going to hope that they can get two or three years out of Eli Manning. And, and that's not necessarily unrealistic. Remember, too, Peyton Manning may still actually be playing, and I'm not being sarcastic here, if it wasn't for his neck injury. Eli Manning has never suffered that sort of problem during his career. In fact, he's been extremely durable. You see the number of starts that he had. I mean, he'd still be going today if it weren't for the ineptness of Ben McAdoo. So, to me, I mean, Eli Manning may not be an issue for them. We haven't seen a tremendous drop-off in arm strength. We, you know, we've seen some bad decision-making, but that's been Eli through the years anyway. I think that they feel with Pat Shermer as offensive coordinator, you know, if you give the guy a little bit of help, too, at the running back position, and this is a great draft class for running backs, you give him a little bit of help, you're going to be able to play with Eli Manning for a few more years. You kick the can down the road, and you worry about your quarterback then. Any possibility they take Saquon Barkley at two? I, I can't dismiss that possibility because they do need a running back. But, you know, again, you look at this class. You look at a Darius Geis, right? I, I mean, this guy has, you know, really ter- been turning heads as far as, wow, what a great pre-draft prospect. There's some other running backs that are there early on, you know, that, that you're going to get second, third round that may end up being this year's version of Kareem Hunt, you know, the third-round pick out of Toledo last year who ended up winning the NFL's rushing title for Kansas City. It's just that deep a draft class, and that's one of the things that's working against Saquon Barkley. It's just – it's not Saquon, by the way. I mean, because he's tremendous. I mean, you know, really, I think that he's going to be an absolutely fabulous NFL running back. It's just that the riches in this draft class are so good at running back that some teams may say, okay, let's grab the position that isn't going to be as, as good in the later rounds, that doesn't have that type of depth. Let's get that player now, and then we'll grab a running back who may be just a step under Saquon Barkley, but still is going to be good enough to make our team better. Is Johnny Manziel in a training camp this uh, offseason? Probably. I, I would think that the one thing that you're going to see here is that, you know, after the NFL draft happens and teams that are quarterback starving, ones that were looking to draft a quarterback, will probably end up doing something. I wouldn't be surprised. Listen, he may get one of those offers where you come into a, a mini camp and work out, you know, much like an undrafted college free agent, where someone's going to take a look at him, they'll bring him into their building. But as this process has gone on, it's actually gotten worse for Manziel. In my opinion, you saw him out there the other day. He didn't look all that great in the spring league game, but he keeps yapping. 
and the more he talks, the more it turns you off, right? Now it's the Cleveland Browns' fault. Now it's Brian Hoyer's fault for all of his problems. What's next? You know, when it comes to this guy, I mean, you know, he should have just shut up. You know, instead of making all these appearances in the media where he says things that become, oh, it's the same old Johnny Manziel. It's always somebody else's fault except for Johnny. You know, you have to ask yourself as a team, is it really worth it to bring in someone like this? Is he really going to make your team markedly better? If we have to play this guy, I mean, we have to invest the time in him. And by the way, let's talk about also, remember he was supposed to be bipolar? Is anyone going to have, you know, supposedly, right? Are we going to have psychological counseling for him? We need to have a substance abuse counselor ready or someone that's going to be able to help him. I mean, you just, it isn't just an investment in a football player. You're talking about an investment in a person because of their off-field issues. That's a big step for a lot of NFL teams. I just simply just wonder, is it really worth the time and effort to bring in a guy who may not be able to help us? Do you believe in RG3? I know he's had a lot of injuries. The Ravens, though, if you look at Joe Flacco over the past several years, he's been very erratic. He has not looked very good. They obviously choked down the stretch last year, lost to the Bengals, found a way to not make the playoffs, got the Bills into the playoffs for the first time in forever uh, since 99, I think. Is RG3 a potentially viable option at quarterback for the Ravens, or what do you see there? He's a backup. I mean, that's how I look at it. I mean, it was amazing to me. You know, we're at the Super Bowl, right? And the guy is walking around the mall with his with his wife and their their newborn right and it's just like a regular guy you know what i mean and and here's kirk cousins who's drawing a crowd everywhere you know the guy goes to starbucks and in the line on the third floor at mall of americas and photos are being snapped everywhere and it's this huge deal and yet the guy who you know that was drafted three rounds ahead of him with with washington is is just walking around like nobody he's just a schmo you know Uh, that being said listen i think he's viable as a backup quarterback you can do some things with his legs is he going to be able to sustain for an entire season he never has ever since his rookie year right you know when it comes to injuries and exposing himself to big hits. The Ravens are in a tough spot here, Clay, because, you know, you, you, this is the end of the Ozzie Newsom era. It's coming up at the end of the 2018 NFL season, and it may very well be the end of the John Harbaugh era as well. And Harbaugh is married to Joe Flacco. That's been his quarterback through thick and thin ever since John Harbaugh became head coach. If you're Eric DaCosta and you're starting brand new in 2019, well, the question is then, do you worry about quarterback then? Do you not only get rid of Harbaugh, do you also get rid of Joe Flacco and you're starting from scratch? And, you know, to me, and then do you draft a quarterback this year? Is this something you want to put in the pipeline because Flacco just isn't living up to his contract or producing? And we can blame a whole lot of other people for the reasons that that's happened. But, Clay, I mean, ultimately, some of the responsibility definitely falls upon Joe Flacco. So this is what happens when you have a team that's in flux like this with the Ravens. Middle class of the NFL, 500 caliber team, head coach on the hot seat, and changes in the future. That makes things really messy for the Ravens entering this draft because RG3 isn't the long-term answer for this team. But can he be a potential backup for them? Can he do a better job than what's out there? Sure, I don't see why not. We're talking to Alex Marvez. Follow him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. All right, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick? He's got the lawsuit pending. Is there any chance that he's going to get signed in this offseason or as we roll into training camp season? I never want to say never, especially because there are teams that that have had him in before. You know, the Seattle Seahawks brought him in for a pre-draft visit, or for a visit rather, not pre-draft, but a visit last year. And when the draft comes and goes, and again, quarterback needy teams that don't address a position, sure, maybe they'll take a look. But let me just say this, Clay. If you're trying to endear yourself to an NFL team and say, I'm not going to be a guy that's a distraction and I'm going to be part of the team fabric, when he showed up in a Kunta Kinte t-shirt to Bob McNair's hearing on the collusion claims against the NFL, I don't think that's really going to endear you to a lot of employers. 
you know, again, Colin Kaepernick's right to wear this sort of stuff and to continue whatever message he's trying to get out there, but it also is the same prerogative that NFL teams aren't required to sign Colin Kaepernick, and he can claim collusion, and we'll see where that claim takes him. Oh, and by the way, the, the legal aspect of this may have something to do with that in the NFL as well. Does a team want to cross what some would consider a line as he's, you know, put a claim in against the NFL by having the NFL bring him in for a job? I mean, you know, look, I just think Colin Kaepernick is hosed. I think if he wants to resume his career, why not pursue Canada? And I'm not, I'm not kidding. Go up there for two years, do your thing, and if you're that good a player again, hey, you know what? You'll be able to play football in the NFL because they'll take you back and they'll probably overlook all that. Right now, but when you did something like he did with Bob McNair, it's an inflammatory thing. So I, I haven't even seen that get that much attention. He wore a Kunta Kinte shirt to it his, like... Kunta Kinte, it is a black shirt. He wore it. To the deposition, that's from what I understand, what I've read. That's what he wore when he went to the Bob McNair, uh, you know, the Bob McNair collusion. Yeah, and there's all sitting in all these things. Yeah, there's also a report I saw that somebody had out there that he went to the Ravens, uh, like deposition as well. Uh, You know, he was there in a t-shirt, and he was there in in like a. Uh, cops are sl- slave catchers T-shirt or something like that. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, seriously, like, like you know, again, look, it's establishing his off-field legacy, right? I mean, you know, if that's what he wants and he wants to continue to draw attention, and look, maybe even you know, no one's even talked about this too. Is there a Peter Thiel thing going on with with Colin Kaepernick? Is someone funding him? I, honestly. You know, because, you know, it's great to give away a million dollars. Trust me, I'm not trying to knock all the great social stuff that Colin Kaepernick is doing, and I'm not saying that he doesn't have some valid points about the way things are in this world, but, you know, I, I've had that, you know, asked me asked to me as well, and I don't have an answer for it. It's you interesting know, you mentioned that, because I just finished uh, last night the book Conspiracy about the, uh, the lawsuit, and what you're referencing, if people don't know, uh, the Peter Thiel story is Hulk Hogan, who sued Gawker and basically shut down that website, was funded by Peter Thiel, who's a billionaire, big-time Facebook investor, founder of PayPal, um, and uh, that's where his money came from. And so I, I think that is uh, that is uh, pretty interesting. Here's what I'm referring to, by the way. I didn't see the report about the uh, uh, what he wore to the Bob McNair uh, story, but this was out there. Uh, hearing from multiple sources, this is according to t- Tony Lombardi, who's in the Baltimore area, hearing from multiple sources that during his visit to Ravens headquarters to sit in on the depositions – of Ozzie and uh, John Harbaugh relating to the Colin Kaepernick collusion case. Colin Kaepernick wore a T-shirt that read Slave Patrols. Uh, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, if you're showing up, uh, I I hadn't heard the Bob McNair story, but I mean, mean, that's just, that's really out there as somebody who has been in court proceedings over the years. What your client wears is a big deal, and that's not the kind of outfit you wear if you're trying to endear yourself to uh, the individuals who are fact-finders. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner, Clay. Uh, good stuff as always, Alex Marvez. We will talk to you next week. Quickly, anything else that's out there that I should know that I don't know? We got, um, uh, we got Rick Neuheisel, American Alliance of American Football. <laughs> and Steve and, Spurrier. No, there, really, there really isn't, actually, Clay. I thought you should. All right, outstanding stuff as always. Alex Marvez, go follow him on Twitter. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Petros Papadakis with us now. Um, Petros, I want to get out of Kaepernick because we've been talking about Kaepernick a ton. Shohei Otani, where does he rank on the L.A. celebrity scale right now? Number one. Is you were probably too young? Maybe you remember Fernando Mania. Is this similar at all? Very. Uh, no, no, not at all. 
uh, because Fernando was Mexican and is Mexican. And the Dodger fan base is unbelievably a majority of Latino people, which makes it awesome, which makes it great, which made Fernando mania Fernando mania. Whereas uh, there are relatively a, few, uh, in the grand scheme of things, Japanese fans who are huge uh, Angels fans, right? Well, compared to the Latin Latin community here, uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, it's a huge story, and it's big, and, and you don't have to be Japanese or, or, or really into to, uh, Japanese culture to appreciate, you know, a guy who's doing what they say, uh, to quote Vic the Brick from the very station you're on in L.A. right now, Ruthian things. Now, the weird part about it is the Angels, you know, are, are kind of, and I hate to say this because I like the Angels, but they're, they're an easily forgotten team. You know, they do have uh, baseball's best player in Mike Trout. They have for years, and still the Dodgers are the number one story in town. Uh, no matter if they're winning or losing, the Dodgers are still the big story. You know, the Angels won that championship uh, in '02, and it was a huge deal, and everybody was excited. But at the same time, it was still the Angels. Uh, the revenue, the attendance, all those things, all the numbers bear out in the same way, and, and I'm just speaking from emotion. But this is the number one story. It's only a week old, but it is the number one story, I think, in baseball for the first week of the season. Are they excited about what they're seeing with Otani? There's one other thing. You talk about Fernando Mania and all the things that have happened there, but what about when you look at other guys, especially from other countries, especially from that part of the world that have come over and they've had some kind of flash in the pan, been very successful for a short time, and then it's fallen off. Is there anybody wary of that, or do you see something different in this guy that maybe you didn't see in a Nomo or someone like that? Hey, man, you guys are pretty smooth. That was a pretty good pickup. I would have never been able to pull that off. <laughs> I don't know where Clay went, but that's a damn good question and a great pickup. Uh, I, uh, I don't know how different it is. I mean, uh, I think the different part is the guy plays both ways. You know, I think a lot of people were excited about Nomo. He won the rookie of the year. You know, he had that wacky style. And uh, at the same time, Ichiro was a huge deal in Seattle and still is, you know. And, and anything on the Pacific Rim uh, where there are a lot of uh, Asian people uh, is going to be a great draw. And we see it with the Dodgers with Kenta Maeda, uh, who's Japanese, and we see it with the, the Korean guy, Hyunjin Ryu, who, who's pitching against the A's today in Dodger Stadium. So uh, there really is uh, not much of uh, – of a difference other than the fact that this guy goes both ways. Uh, he's so young. He's so interesting. He's so kind of built in a weird way. You know, he's only lived in his life with his family or in a, in an athletic dormitory. Uh, I, I first remember hearing about him, uh, and I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I was one of those people in the spring that was like, Oh my God, this guy's terrible. Uh, so I couldn't have been more wrong about it, you know, and uh, me and my radio partner, you know, we both look like idiots uh, when it comes to this because the guy showed up in the spring and, and it didn't look like he could pitch at this level or hit at this level yet. And they were building billboards of him all over uh, Angel Stadium. And it was like, oh, my God, he's going to have to start in AAA. What a terrible embarrassment. Well, we we could not have been more wrong, but he is an intriguing personality. 
There's no doubt about it. And uh, he comes from a, a very uh, interesting background, uh, even even beyond the fact that he's a foreign player from from Japan and 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 a great professional there already at such a young age. Uh, he's just kind of really raw, and uh, he sets some unbelievable goals. And uh, it looks like you know if he continues at this pace, they're very attainable. He's already breaking records. We're talking to Petros Papadakis uh, at Petros. Hey, you're back. Hey, hey. AM five seventy Sports in LA. How much sadness is there right now? Your guys are really smooth. Yeah, we're 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 smooth operation here. How much smoothness uh, is there? How much disappointment is there in LA over the Clippers, who've never won a playoff series? To be fair, but also with the Lakers. Neither team qualifying for the NBA. Have you considered that basically all of your life in May and June is going to be talking about whether LeBron James becomes a Laker? Yeah, uh, yeah, that might be dissipating, though. I mean, if he decides, I mean, no one really knows what LeBron's going to do, but uh, whatever he decides is whatever he's going to decide. The Clippers have won a playoff series uh, uh, on more than one occasion. Really? I thought uh, they, they had they, never never been to the second round. No, no, they've never been to the, the, the finals. Yeah, I knew that. But they have, yeah, they have been to the second round under, under Mike Dunleavy and Doc Rivers, I believe. But uh, you're right, you know, it's, even if they were in the playoffs, it wouldn't be moving the needle in the same way uh, than LeBron coming to the Lakers, even if it's a more remote possibility than it was. Uh, no one really knows what's going to happen. And uh, if if somebody did, I, I guarantee you uh, it, it wouldn't be me. But I guess LeBron to the Lakers is still a, a, a possibility. Uh, it, I, it seems we had Adrian Wojnarowski on yesterday, and it, you know it seems I, I think that they have to prove to LeBron that personnel-wise they can win right now. And I, I certainly... I certainly don't know if that's the case uh, because uh, they they really did have an up and down season, and all these guys are very very young. Uh, there's also the possibility I think that Paul George uh, could just come by himself, which would help the Lakers a great deal with, with some traction and get a a quote unquote superstar into the market who's from here who loves L.A. Uh, I think that's a much more likely scenario if you just asked me at a bar. But you did it. You asked me on the air, and that's my answer. You want to come back with us on the other side? Let's go ahead and take a break. Are you okay, or do you have to go to yoga? I have to go to yoga. All right, we'll let you go. Petros Wait a minute. Hold on. To go no, 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 no. You don't have to let me go. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to go to break. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to put my mat and towel down. <laughs> I'm going to come back out to the car, and then we're going to do the second The second. Set. What time does ready? yoga actually start? Top of the hour, but DeAndre will not close the class if I tell him I'm coming in. Don't lock the door. Yeah, we'll also be done five minutes before the top of the hour. So we'll come back to Petros Papadakis. He's got to get his yoga mat set up. Uh, DeAndre's going to take care of him. Uh, I am Clay Travis. More with Petros on the backside here on OutKick, the coverage. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. He's got yoga early in the morning. But he's with us for the next few minutes. He's Petros Papadakis, AM570 Sports uh, in L.A. He joins us every single Tuesday in Hour 3. What do you hear? We start off the show talking about Odell Beckham Jr., the fact that the Rams evidently passed on him. He's been out in L.A. all offseason. You hear anything about what he's doing, hanging out with Bieber and Timberlake and everybody else? Is there 
like some negative thing going on with Odell Beckham Jr. that you hear about? Because the only thing I've heard is he picks out the wrong Instagram models to take home with him. It doesn't seem like with all the uh, attention that he's getting, there's actually anything that bad that he's done. Well, let me think now. Uh, what I what have I heard? I heard Ray Lewis say that he lost his relationship with God. Yes. So I don't know how you can have a guy like that on your team. <laughs> a godless man. A godless man, indeed. I mean, it how w- could we have a guy like that playing football? No, in all honesty, uh, you know, I think he is of the same ilk uh, in a different way. You know, because it's a more modern time, but. Uh, he's of the same ilk as a lot of other kind of attention-seeking, wildly talented, athletic wide receivers uh, over the years uh, that we've seen. You know, gone are the days of, of Jerry Rice, you know, as far as the number one guy. Uh, now the number one guy has got to, you know, use props and eat popcorn. And, you know, I mean, I think Joe Horn was very underrated with the cell phone, you know, and uh, and all the different things that – that happened. O- Odell seems a little, uh, a little bit less stable uh, than some of these guys. Maybe a little bit more uh, Terrell Owens, <laughs> uh, as far as just uh, having a hard time uh, day in and day out on the team. But you know, he's wildly talented, and, and somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. But whenever you have one of those guys, and wide receivers is really, you know, and corner. Uh, because they sit there and talk to those guys for most of the time during the football game, and all they do is talk back and forth to each other. And they're both uh, the most athletic football players and, and best athletes out there on the field, uh, in my opinion, wide receivers and corners. And they're cocky. You know, they're out there on an island. They don't pay their dues physically in the same way that the guys in the box do, you know, down in and down out. Uh, they don't get hit like that. They get hit but not in the same way that the guys inside the box do and the safeties do. Uh, that being said, you know, they have uh, really highfalutin attitudes, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of the guys, you know, even if they don't appear that way and they have a different attitude with the media. So Odell Beckham is just that times, uh, you know, maybe a hundred. Somebody's going to pay him, but the Rams, you know, they have a culture to protect right now and they're, and they needed a receiver to take the top off the defense, you know, and run downfield so they can get guys like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup going underneath like they did last year. Last year, that guy was Sammy Watkins. Uh, How much excitement is there guys. over the, the Cooks addition? Yeah, now they have Cooks. Yeah, I mean, is uh, so there a Cooks, lot of excitement over that, though? I mean, the Rams seem to be doing everything they can to make a Super Bowl run right now. You always ask me about excitement. You know, I, I think it, it's, a, it's facts. And we report them, and I'm sure that the people that wear the Rams uh, watermelons on their heads and stuff uh, are into it. But I think it it just seems like another piece of a puzzle that they're putting together that's very exciting. But as far as like, oh my God, Brandon Cooks from Oregon State? No, we didn't hear a lot of that. What's your best yoga move? Like your best pose? No, like what do you think you do better than the average person in the class? You would not believe what I can do. Are you really limber? I'm getting better, but I can do a forearm stand now without my head on the ground. That's pretty my good. My legs are here. Is your wife in the same class? No, no, she's a more of a bar method person, and she uh, doesn't like the she doesn't like the heat the same way I do. Class, uh, I understand. It's sad that I know what you mean when you say bar method. I spend a lot of money on bar method related classes over the years. My wife is an instructor. Ah, so the money's yes. coming in, Clay. Yeah, it's coming in. You're going to be able to retire soon. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet when the taxes went out and you saw how much money you made on bar, you were like, I don't even need to do this radio business anymore. Hey, Clay, I'm on the corner of Crenshaw and PCH, basically, in, 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 in the Los Angeles area. You would never think that those two streets intersect, but guess what? They do. And that's where they intersect is at your yoga. Knock it out, my man. Thanks for getting up early with us. Thank you. Sorry, I'm, I got off the Bluetooth, and I do have the number. You were right. <laughs> I thought you had the number. Uh, that is Petros Papadakis. Uh, always fun. Listen to him on AM570 uh, Sports. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!